Mr. Bordeaux to add on to your question about artists that have, or I should say athletes that have been artists. Uh, two people come to my mind. First one would be Wayman Tinsdale. That dude was a phenomenal, phenomenal musician. Uh, and then people like to hate on him, but Shaq's album did go platinum. And he told us with his first song, I know I got skills, man. I know I got skills. It's your man, The Voice. Peace. Lathan Credit, it's your man, The Voice. Thanks so much for not only giving us your top five picks, but I really appreciate that you told us what channels the games were on so that we knew where to look to get our college football fix. God bless and keep it together. Track Star Sports, what's up? This is Aaron Simpkins with the True Strength Life podcast. Yo, athlete slash artist real quick. <clears throat> I was scrolling through the songs because I saw you put up a bunch of songs. I was waiting for a Shaquille O'Neal song, yo, because he got bars. I believe his album went platinum too, I think. Uh, I don't know if went, I don't think it went platinum like in the first week or anything, but I know that his, I'm pretty sure that his first album he released like early in the, in the early 90s went platinum. Uh, now, obviously based off of his fame he had, not necessarily how good he was, but, uh, but, you know, it's so easy to laugh at that, like picturing Shaq, you know, rapping now, but, you know, you listen to him, he actually was pretty decent, like, he had, he had some bars, and, yeah, I I thought, you know, I I knew you had to throw him in there, because you had to, Shaquille O'Neal. What's up, Trackstar Sports family? Uh, this is Aaron Simpkins. I'm your correspondent for bodybuilding. Uh, so some sad news has um, has happened today. Uh, and in the bodybuilding community, in the fitness world, uh, it, has been, it hasn't been officially confirmed, but there's been many, many sources that are uh, putting it out there. Um, a couple of them are saying that they have heard it's been confirmed, but an official statement hasn't come out yet. Uh, Dallas McCarver, who was basically the head of of the young got the young the young crew coming up in the bodybuilding world, um, he was the main guy leading the pack. Uh, he has passed away. Apparently, um, have no clue what from. Uh, have no idea. Um, if it, I, I don't know if it was today, if it was last night, I don't know. Um, but like I said, it has, there, an official statement hasn't been released yet, but there's many, many sources that are, are confirming that this is true. So, uh, once an official statement has been released and I see that, uh, I will make another, an, I'll make another post, um, officially stating it. But, uh, as we, have heard so far, uh, Dallas McCarver has passed away. Um, he was, like I said, probably the, the biggest, um, the biggest star in the young group of guys coming up. Uh, he was in his twenties. He's really, I think only a year or two older than me and I'm 26. I believe he was like 27 or 28. And, um, he was a huge guy. He's about six, two, 300 pounds. Uh, one of the biggest guys, 
what age not being a factor, he just was one of the biggest guys. Period. Uh, as a professional bodybuilder, um, he there there was high hopes for him to place high in the Olympia uh, in the upcoming years. People, a lot of people even think he was going to win it eventually. But uh, we have heard that he has passed away, so we should just uh, be praying for his family and and friends and people close to him and. Um, in the fitness world, this is a, this is a big loss. Like I said, he was a popular guy and, uh, uh, there has been some recent, like a couple months ago, he was in a show. Uh, I forget exactly what show it was, but it was a pretty big pro show. Uh, and he actually passed out on stage, uh, or, or he was stumbling on stage and then a couple guys picked him up and, uh, and helped walk him out. Um, backstage and then he passed out back there apparently like they had to give him cpr and stuff a little bit um and uh but since then i haven't really heard anything about his health and how he was doing i just know that there was that one incident um but uh but yeah uh so this is sad this is sad for for his family and friends and and the fitness community and um uh, it's obviously just a sad time when anybody passes away, um, but this is somebody who is a part of the sport that I cover, so I just wanted to make it known to everybody. Again, Dallas McCarver um, is not uh, has been confirmed that he has passed away, but an official statement has not been released, so when that happens, I'll let you know. Uh, again, this is Aaron Simpkins with the Trackstar Sports. Uh, I'm your correspondent for bodybuilding. Um Please check me out on uh, True Strength Apparel, True, True Strength Apparel on Instagram and Facebook, uh, TrueStrengthApparel.com. Make sure you follow the Debate Fuel page on Facebook for Track Stars and uh, follow the Track Star Sports here on Anchor. Call in, give us your thoughts, your input on the situation. Um, and again, my news for, for this call in, uh, I mean for this post, is that Dallas McCarver. Um, pro bodybuilder has apparently passed away uh, re- either last night or, or today. Um, yeah. So I just want to let you guys know that. And that's the latest update I have for, for bodybuilding. So let's keep it moving. Call in. Give, us, give me your thoughts. And uh, yeah, let's keep it going. What's going on, family? This is your boy, Miles Austin here, the official correspondent for the Los Angeles Lakers for Trackstar Sports. Um, and I decided to jump on this because I have been a Laker fan since before we stole Kobe Bryant from the Charlotte Hornets. And uh, I've witnessed the ups, I've witnessed the downs, which we are currently in. Um, but I'm going to witness the, the rising as we continue to try to get back to greatness. So let's dive right into it, man. Let's, we're going to talk about a few things uh, specifically. Uh, the rookie that we drafted at number two this year, Mr. Lonzo Ball. Uh, some of the predictions that we have for the season here itself. Next summer, what our plans will be. Uh, the potential of Lonzo Ball. And, of course, this case that just came out about Magic, uh, about the Lakers, uh, filed by the Indiana Pacers for tampering, which I think is absolutely silly. But we'll get into it, man. First, let's talk about Lonzo Ball. Uh, being picked at number two, uh, he has a lot uh, of potential that he is going to bring to the bring to the Los Angeles Lakers. What I love most um, about his game is that he is a pass-first point guard. We haven't had that in a while, and honestly, you haven't had it in, in a while in the NBA as a whole. 
Um, the last, I mean, you, you saw Rondo, you saw Rajon Rondo, who wasn't great, wasn't that great of a shooter, of an offensive threat, but he knew how to create, create space, and create space for others. Uh, Steve Nash is another. Um, his focus was pass first, but he had a great shot, and he knew it. I think he won two, two MVPs uh, for the way that he played and had the right people around him. So um, I am very thoroughly impressed with uh, the core that we have um, in Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Julius Randle. Uh, I love the fact that we uh, got be was able to dump that Mozgov track, uh, that Mozgov contract off on the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, hated that we had to let go of D'Angelo Russell. However, uh, we did what we had to do. We got a great center uh, in return for it. Brooke Lopez is an amazing guy, a uh, stretch big who can shoot the uh, who, who can shoot at three levels. Uh, shoot at the at the goal, jump shot, as well as the three point line. Um, I think he's going to be a valuable asset this year. Uh, not sure what that's going to look like past this, uh, past this this season, uh, because we all know that for Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka, we're looking at signing two max players next summer. Uh, and let's 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 just get the elephant out of the room here, as everybody is talking about it and looking at cryptic tweets from Mr. LeBron James. Honestly, man, I you never say no to LeBron James coming to your team. But if it was my choice, I, I would rather rather look at a Paul George or DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, you have Paul George, who is going to be a free agent next summer. DeMarcus Cousins, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James. Um, as, as well as uh, a bevy of other people who are going to be available next summer. Um, I, I just think that what we're trying to do and how we're trying to do it, LeBron James brings a whole lot when he comes to a team. You can see that what's happening in Cleveland now. Um, I, you never say no to it, so don't get me wrong. If LeBron says he wants to come to the Lakers, then he needs to be a Laker and we'll figure out the rest afterwards. Um, but if I had a choice... And uh, I would try to get, uh, oh, mention Clay Thompson as well is going to be a free agent next year. Paul George has already reached out to him this summer before he got traded to Oklahoma City Thunder um, about joining him in Lakerland next summer. So we'll see how everything plays out, man. Let's talk about this tampering as we're talking about Paul George. The Indiana Pacers are, are grasping at straws at this point. I would be mad, too, as an owner and saying that we're going to lose our best player ultimately to the Los Angeles Lakers where he said he wanted to go. Uh, I believe in the courtesy that Paul George gave to them and said, hey, I want to be a Laker. This is what's going to happen. Uh, let's figure this thing out. Um, ultimately, you're mad that you're going to lose Paul George to the team that he said he wanted to go to. You should be more mad at that trade that you got back for Victor Oladipo and Zabonis, uh, two unproven commodities, which Zabonis would, it looks pretty good. Victor Oladipo is a little bit inconsistent to me. However, we'll see how that plays out. Let's talk about the season predictions. I believe this, and people don't believe me, but I do believe that we can be a 41-41 and 41 team, a 500 team in the West. We still don't make the playoffs because the West is so stacked. However, um, I do think with the roster that we have in Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kentavious um, Caldwell-Pope, uh, Julius Randle, and Brooke Lopez, um, I think it's going to be a great year. I love the signing of uh, KCP because he's a defensive-minded person who's a great shooter as well, can shoot off. Um, off of transition, which I, I enjoy, and that's what we're going to need in a player um, who's going to be playing with Lonzo Ball, who looks up passes, who runs the floor, plays good defense. It's all around good guy. Um, so I think we're going to do amazing this year uh, compared to the standards of the last four years. Uh, I think we're going to be better, man. Uh, we'll talk more about it. You guys be safe. This is uh, Miles Austin again, official correspondent for Trackstar Sports for Los Angeles Lakers. You guys be blessed. Be good. Peace.
What's going on, family? It's your boy, Miles Austin here, the official correspondent for the Oakland Raiders here with the Track Star Sports. I am uh, beyond excited about what we're looking like this year and what we're able to do. I wanted to jump in, in this because your boy is from the Bay Area. I support the Raiders. Uh, back back home, it's the Raiders or the 41ers. And uh, to be a Raiders fan, man, you got to be diehard. And that's what we are. So let's jump right into it, man. Uh, we have a lot of expectations that are on us this year. Uh, with what we did last year and falling with Derek Carr um, and his injury at late in the year, we went into the playoffs with a third-string quarterback and ended up losing uh, in that first game. Uh, definitely disappointing, uh, but I think we have a lot of upside this year. Um, I'm going to go on record by saying I feel like we um, are the Cleveland Cavaliers of the NFL. And in saying that, um, I believe that we're very top-heavy. Offensively, we don't, I don't believe that we have an issue. Uh, I love the signing for, for Beast Mode coming back home to, to where he is from, where he, uh, you know, the local kid. Um, if we can get anywhere from 70 to 80% of the run back in 2011, I want to say, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, on the New Orleans Saints, I know Saints fans, it's, it still hurts to even watch that run today. But if we can get 70, 80% of what he had uh, when he did that, we're going to be perfectly fine, man. Uh, with Derek Carr behind center, Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, uh, Beast Mode, I think that we are in a great uh, position to be good and great this year. I want to say our record is probably going to be upwards of 12, 13, uh, 12, 13 wins. Um, I, and it could, it could be higher than that, you know, just depending on what we do. Our issue is going to be on the defensive end. This is why I say that we are uh, the Cavs of the NFL. We're very top-heavy. Um, you know, we have a, a, an amazing, amazing superstar in Khalil Mack. Um, I think that he is going to be uh, – he, he has already showed that he can be absolutely amazing in what he does. Uh, we got Mr. Donald Penn holding out right now, which we, we believe this week is, he's going to let up and come. Everybody wants more money, man, but when you're at the age that you are, even as good as he is, um, it's a hard conversation to have. Uh, so let's – I think that it's going to be its going to be good. He, if he comes out of uh, his holdout this week, I think that we're going to be a little bit more than decent on the, on the um, defensive end. Uh, Shout-outs shout to Mr. Del Rio, the coach there. He has uh, gone on – uh, to, to lead this team in a very great direction. I believe that um, him as well as uh, Ken, I like Ken Morton as, as, as defensive coordinator. I, um, I think that is, we have a lot that we can bring to the table. And I think that if we can do uh, what we what we set out to do, uh, it's going to be good. I remember uh, Coach uh, Del Rio talking about it here recently that we're, we are missing uh, basic execution on the defensive end. And, uh, you know, we are really trying to, to improve on that side of the ball. Um, if, even if you look back to last year, we were winning games, but it wasn't, they weren't defensive games. We weren't beating teams because of our defense. We were beating teams because we had such an offensive uh, power and threat uh, back there in Derek Carr. He, um, I believe that he had somewhat of an MVP season. Um, the injury just kind of derailed that, and it kind of deflated what we were possibly going to be able to do in the playoffs. But... I don't think that's the, that's going to stop us. I don't think that we are uh, in a place where we don't believe that we are the best team in the league. And I think if you don't have that mindset, then uh, you're kind of losing already. So anybody can come and tell me. I think the Oakland Raiders are the best team in the NFL. Um, I think that if we if, if Derek Hart didn't go down last year, we have a chance at the Nats. Um, that's what I call the Patriots because uh, 
they just won't go away. They're always here, always in your face when you don't want them to. You're swatting them, but they always come back. Shout out to Tom Brady and what he did. Sorry, Atlanta Falcons fans. Um, but Tom Brady was Tom Brady, and I'm glad I got to witness um, one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen do what he does best. Um, I think that we're going to be good, man. I think the, the big pickup with Nicholas Morrow and showing what he is in that hybrid position on defense is going to be awesome. Uh, Ken Morton is doing an amazing job with that defense and trying to get it to where it needs to be, and I hope that we can we can get it to where it needs to be. Uh, and some of our inside linebackers, like Corey James and Markel Lee, need to do a little bit better. Uh, we have our, our, our 0-2 here in the preseason. Um, so I think that that's going to cast a little bit of a shadow, but I believe that once the season starts, we're going to be right in form and, and ready to do what we do best. So shout out to the Raiders, man. We're going to make this happen. I think this is going to be a great season again, 13, 14 wins. I think that we can definitely do it. Again, this is Miles Austin here, official correspondent for the Oakland Raiders for Trackstar Sports. You guys be safe. Be good. Peace. You're amazing, you're incredible, and you are awesome. And that's the reason you are listening to the Tri-Star Sports Station. We do our best here to keep you entertained and engaged. God bless. Have a wonderful and incredible day. Keep it locked right here to Tri-Star Sports Network. What's good, everybody? It's your man, The Voice. Trackstar Sports MMA correspondent coming to you with breaking news. John Bones Jones has broken himself once again and tested positive for performance enhancing drugs in his most recent KO victory of Daniel Cormier. He has been stripped of his title and this is the second time that he has tested positive second time in as many fights that he's tested positive for performance enhancing drugs when fighting Daniel Cormier (sighs) there's no one who can beat John Jones except for John Jones and he is beating himself he is absolutely destroying his career by making silly mistakes about what he puts in his body Again, it's your man, The Voice, with Trackstar Sports. I'll be coming back once Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series completes with yet another report. Hello? Hey, Derek, can you hear me? Yeah. All right, awesome, awesome. All right, so we're back with Derek Myers, host of the Bayfield um, and Celtics fan. Just, just on an incredible day, just an incredible day. Um, for the for the for the Celtics. Um, so, if if I'm a LeBron fan at this point, what where do I go from here? What what is my thought process? What, what am I feeling going into the season? Um, you're fearing when LeBron leaves. Mm. Because what I don't care how you slice this, the Cavs have to rebuild. There's no way that they can continue being what they are right now. Um, moving forward after this season, they can't do that. I mean, you're you're yeah, most mostly players that are old on the bench. Um, I've been saying that for the last two years, two or three years. So um, they got to get younger. They got to get younger. I, I see where getting this this Nets pick helps them with that. So of course that helps them with the future. Um, but I don't think LeBron's going to want to be there for a rebuild. I really don't. That doesn't make any sense. Um, so, I think he leaves at the at the end of the season. I don't think getting 
uh, Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder changes that. That doesn't change that at all. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what what they what they you know do. I think they I think they get the number two seed again. Um, I see. I see needing them up in, in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I see Boston winning the Eastern Conference Finals. I see Boston going to the Finals next season. Um, now, I, I, I noticed that your enthusiast your enthusiasm for Zizix ha- has changed tremendously. Because so, <laughs> 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 you didn't even mention him <laughs> when, when yeah. you said players they just acquired, and they acquired Zizic, right? So they have him. And so now that they have him, what about his immense potential? Does that make up for losing Kyrie Irving? No. Um, if you think about it, like their system under Tyron Lue, I, I don't see how their system um, develops any young players. I don't see that. Like that's why that's why I loved Zizic uh, being in Boston because the system that Brad Stevens has is makes every player that has been in Boston since Brad Stevens got there a better player. When when we got Isaiah Thomas, that was like he was a he was a player coming off the bench. When we got uh, Jay Crowder, nobody knew who he was in in, in uh, at Dallas. So <clears throat> both players got tremendously better. Avery Bradley got tremendously better on both offense and defense. Um, Al Horford got even better. Um, I, I think you're going to see players like Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward get even better in, in, in uh, blasting the system. So I, I, I see that's the reason why I was so happy um, thinking about Zizic is because uh, it's, it's a big man, um, uh, young, and he would have time to develop underneath Al Horford. When you go to Cleveland, who's the, who's the guy you're going to be developing under? Tristan Thompson. I don't see how that makes you any better. Tristan Thompson, mm. we've already said, is a, is what below average center. That's just in Cleveland. That that with LeBron James, he now looks like one of the top centers in the league, which he's not. He got paid like like he is or, or close to it, um, but he's not. He's not. So when you see LeBron James leave Cleveland, guess what happens to Tristan Thompson? He gets deflated. So I don't I don't see how. Um, how Zizic is able to to thrive in Cleveland. I don't see how Cleveland is able to really do anything. Uh, think about it. Like I said earlier, um, their their worst thing um, last season was defense, and they got worse on defense with getting Isaiah Thomas. And their backup point guard is Derek the Wilted Rose. So I don't see how on earth you're going to tell me, anyone can tell me that Cleveland is actually better than Boston. You can't tell me that. That makes no sense. That makes no sense. So How does Cleveland I'm, play I'm, this now? Do, who, who do they move where? What's their starting lineup look like? It's going to be Isaiah Thomas, um, J.R. Smith at the two, I believe. Um, Wouldn't you move Derrick Rose to the two? You could put him at the two, but I mean, I don't, I don't see how it's smart starting Derrick Rose. I don't see how you can, how you can rely on Derrick Rose to to play big minutes. If you put him on the floor and he plays big minutes, uh, you're just he's a ticking time bomb. I think he mm. gets an, he gets another knee injury, and you don't want that. I mean, I don't wish any injury on any player, but if you look at the, the facts, that's what it looks like. Um, so yeah, you could put him at the two, but. 
I mean, I wouldn't. I would have him come off the bench. Because if you think about it, last season, um, Cleveland had nobody on the bench. Cleveland was sitting there with, with Kyle, Kyle Korver and uh, and and uh, I forgot who else they had on there. But, I mean, it, it's, look, I don't see how Cleveland wins this. I don't see how they won this trade. Stephen A. Smith is, is, is on something to say that Boston is still the number two seed and, Cle- and Cleveland is the favorite to come out of the East. That makes no sense. And then, what does Boston's starting lineup look like? Oh, Kyrie Irving. Um, uh, it's either going to be Marcus Smart or Jalen Brown at the two, uh, Gordon Hayward, Marcus Morris, Al Horford. And then coming off the bench will be Terry Rozier, uh, um, either Smart or Brown, um, Tatum, uh, um, Aaron Baines. Um, you, so they have a lot of flexibility um, with Boston. I mean, um, I forget. There's a couple other players I'm, I'm forgetting, but um, Boston has a lot of flexibility. They they have a lot to do, whether, um, you know, when they want to play big ball or small ball. Um, they're young. Uh, and and they're ready. I think this is their time. I think this is their time to strike and, and go ahead and go for the finals. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Warriors, but I believe that this will be the beginning of a good rivalry against the Warriors. It's our time. Do you it's think Cleveland... Get banner do you think Cleveland is trading to another one? Say this one more time. Do you think Cleveland takes this trade in terms what they got, and keep IT, right? They keep Isaiah Thomas, but then they take the Vivage and they take um, uh, Crowder and Crowder. then maybe the draft pick and then turn that into another major player? If they're able to, that's, that's to me, I don't see who you get. I, I, I don't see who you get. Um, I don't know. Cause Maybe you entice the Carmelo move it, with the draft pick. So and, you're saying, and flip, you're saying flip this to to New York for for Carmelo Anthony. Still yeah, that doesn't work. That still to me that doesn't make Cleveland a a finals contender or a championship contender. Rather, I, I don't see that. I don't see that. I mean, same thing. Carmelo Anthony is not a great defender. Uh, a great defender. So you can't tell me that they can go out and get these offensive players and all they do is, is shoot and can't play defense. So, yeah, you could go out there and, and flip these, these players uh, all, um, outside of um, Isaiah Thomas. You can flip those two players and pick for, for Carmelo Anthony, which I doubt New York does. Um, but for, for argument's sake, let's say they do it. You can do that, and what does Cleveland do? I mean, you're going to have Carmelo uh, play, what, the, the, the three or four? They're not going to do better. They're not going to be any better defensively. So honestly, that does nothing for them. Um, it's just they're still old. Like they're not getting any younger if they go out for Carmelo Anthony. So they're still older. So I'm all smiles, bro. I, I really believe this is this is Boston's time. Um, it just makes sense to me. It, it makes, makes a makes lot of it. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, rumors are, are swirling that Dwayne Wade will come to the Cavaliers. Um, as, I see him maybe, going to Miami. Do you see him going to Miami? Yeah, I do. Dwayne Wade. Because if you think about it, yeah, if you think about it, it's um, the uncertainty of LeBron um, for the next year. He, look, Dwayne Wade has already been on a team where LeBron left him, 
So I highly doubt he's going to want to be putting, putting himself into a position where that could happen again. You go to Miami, you have uh, Hassan Whiteside, you have Drogic, you have uh, Justice Winslow, you have Deion Waiters. You have a team that can actually do something. I would, I would say that makes more sense for Dwayne Wade. He's got his money. The only reason why he left my, Miami was because they weren't offering him money. If he gets his buyout from Chicago, he has his money. So all you got to do is go back down to Miami and finish your career out down there. It doesn't make any sense to go to Cleveland. But there's no shot at a championship if he goes to Miami. There's no shot for who? There's no shot for Dwayne Wade at a championship if he goes to Miami. He can actually go to Cleveland and contribute maybe even as a um, as a part-time starter or somebody coming off the bench and have a shot at a championship. What do you say to that? I, I say that's true, um, but I don't see them winning anything with that lineup. I really don't. Isaiah Thomas, Dwayne Wade, uh, LeBron James, that's a nice little – little team, but that's not going to win them a championship, especially against Golden State. No, no, no. You need you need to get younger and you need to get better defensively, and and that's what Cleveland has not done yet. So, <laughs> hey, I'm all, I'm all for it. Let, let's see what happens. Mm. Let's see what happens. I I don't see them winning anything. I don't but see them think- coming out of the East. You think Boston have, has I, got there? You think Boston got there? Yes. Yes. They're not championship I, I ready. I believe that. They are finals ready. The next okay. step is to is to figure out Golden State. They are finals ready. They're they're not. I'm not. I'm not going to say championship in 2018, even though I would love to say that. That's 10 years uh, after the OA championship. That would be beautiful. That would be poetic. I would love that. Um. I think you would. I think you'd have to have some type of significant injury to one, um, to one or two of the starters for that to happen. Wow. So you think you think they're already voted past Cleveland? They're now in that Golden State round where they have to they have to figure out how to beat the the Big Four. And, and you think if one of the Big Four goes down, that may be a wrap, and and this may be Boston's year. I'm gonna say this. Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston are their older players on that team. Absolutely. Um, if if you have a significant injury, which I'm not hoping for, I'm just saying, if you do have a significant injury to a Durant or a Draymond or a Curry, if you have two of the four hurt for any extensive period uh, going into the playoffs or into the finals, uh yeah, Boston wins that easily. Wow. I'd say Boston wins that in about five, five or six. Okay. Okay. I would, well, I would man. definitely say that. Because if you if you think about it, Boston won last this last season they beat they beat Golden State and held them to a season low of eighty six. And that was just with Isaiah Thomas. So if you're telling me we can get Kyrie Irving who won against uh Golden State, you have uh Kyrie Irving, go um Gordon Hayward Al Horford and the, the the rest of that team the way they are right now, yes, I definitely do believe that Boston could win against Golden State. Wow, wow. Well, yo, thank you so much, man. Um, this this is just a little teaser for for debate fuel coming up this Saturday. I, I know you're gonna be super oh, yeah. lit for that show. Oh, I'm I'm wearing my Celtics hat. 
Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm hyped. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to go up. Uh, I need to go ahead and clean that real quick and, and uh, get ready because I'm, I'm ready to uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to it, man. Um, thank you so All much, right, man. Bro. A lot, a lot of information, a lot of information. Um, the absolute best, man, when it comes to, to analyzing the Celtics. All right, thank you so much, bro, for your time, and um, hey, look no forward problem. to the Saturday. All right, man, I'll see you then. All right, one. Well.